Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy Episode 9, Angela's Christmas Wish. Now, this is a direct sequel to Angela's Christmas, which I reviewed yesterday, and it is another short film. It is only... 47 minutes long. It's on Netflix. It's animated. It's meant for kids. So this is also going to be another short episode. This is a cute little movie. If you enjoy sweet little things for kids, you will definitely like this movie. If you're looking for something to watch with your kids that doesn't take tons and tons of time, like, you know, multiple hours, and you've only got that short little break between when dinner time ends and when you put your kids to bed, this is the perfect little Christmas film to throw it in there. You don't really have to watch the first one to watch this one, though it will make more sense as to why she keeps talking to baby Jesus, because uh, she keeps going into the church to talk to baby Jesus throughout this film. He's kind of like where she gets advice from, but that's really the only thing that the first movie adds to this film. You don't really have to watch that first one. So the first film was very broad in its timing. It said that it took place in the 1910s, but in this film we actually get specific dates of when certain things in the movie take place. So at the very beginning of the movie, we learn that mom has a Christmas surprise for the kids and that they need to be home by 5 p.m., no later than 5 p.m. And Angela is like, oh, it's totally this doll that was in the window of the toy shop. That's what mom's getting me. I can't wait. And we learn while they go to church that Angela is missing her father. And we didn't see the dad at all in the first film. And we learn why and where he's been. So in 1913, the dad left to Australia for work. And it is currently 1915. So dad's been gone for a couple years. He left basically when mom had just gotten pregnant with the newest child and Angela was still very young. So Angela remembers him, but misses him terribly and everyone's missing him because it's the holidays. This takes place seemingly the same Christmas. I don't know. They don't really ever explain it, but it seems kind of like it's very close. And along in this chat with Jesus where Angela is explaining where her dad is, we also learn that Mr. McGinty's cow is pregnant, but Mr. McGinty cannot afford a vet. And she is hoping that Jesus can like put in a good word and make sure that the cow gets help because she doesn't want the cow to be hurt or anything to happen to the calf. When they get back home, mom tells the story to the children of the prince and the pauper. And she gets to the very end of it and she is explaining the prince has gone completely mad with his wish. He wished for riches and he's just gone insane from being rich and, you know, never having anyone real or anything real to deal with. And the pauper is perfectly fine. He's super happy and he is just loving life. And the prince begs the pauper to tell him what he wished for. And mom basically is like, the pauper said, I wish, I wish, I wish. Go clean your room. Mom is like, nah, you're not going to learn. I'll tell you the rest of the story after you clean your room. Like, we got to get this house clean. We got to figure it out because it's almost Christmas and we got to do all this stuff. So while they're cleaning the room, the kids are kind of chatting about what the surprise could be. And Angela's like, it's a doll. 
the boys are coming up with different ideas. Like maybe it's, you know, a giant candy apple because that would make me really happy and so on and so forth, you know, little kid stuff. And Angela and Pat are basically told by their older brother that the thing that their mom would want the most is for dad to be home. And that's really what all of them want the most for Christmas. So Angela and Pat, being the little kids that they are, they decide we're going to surprise mom for Christmas. We're going to bring dad home from Australia for sure. And that's basically the main part of this movie. They, the goal is to get dad home. The kids want to surprise their mom. For the first thing that they try to do, Angela and Pat attempt to dig a hole all the way to Australia in their backyard. Mom catches them, gets mad that they're digging in her garden, so they go to their next door neighbor's house and they start digging, and then they get caught, and the next door neighbor is pissed that they are digging in her garden, of course. And then the older brother comes out and lets them know, like, digging to Australia would take absolutely way too long. Like, it would take you years to dig to Australia. You guys need to find a better plan. So they go to the library to look at the map. They find an atlas. And they discover that Australia is actually really close to Limerick, Ireland. It's only four pages away in the atlas, so that must mean it's very close. So these kids decide they are going to get a train to Australia. You know, only four pages. It can't be that far. We'll just get a train. As they're talking to a few more people, they meet up with the accordion man from the first movie and they're talking to him about getting train tickets to Australia. And he lets them know that's probably going to be really expensive. So you better get a lot of money. So they decide, okay, well, what's the best way to get money? And Angela's like, I know exactly the thing. They go into the bar just like Angela did in the first movie. And she decides she's going to sing a song for the patrons of the bar and hope that they donate money to her. So she starts singing this cute little song about Christmas and everyone's like paying attention to her and listening to the song and just not impressed because it's a bunch of grown dudes who like don't give a fuck about this little girl's Christmas song. And dejected, she's like putting the hat back that she was using to collect donations in. And she starts to walk away and then some singing starts happening behind her. And her brother Pat, who was nervous to go into the bar, has come in and starts singing this song, Keep a Place in Your Heart for Me. And it is this really cute song about going to war and not forgetting the person who has gone off to war. And he starts singing and Angela joins him. So they're singing this beautiful duet. It's a very, very cute song. And when they're finished, everyone in the bar is in tears. And the biggest, burliest dude in the bar is like, okay, boys, give them all you got. And they chip in all their money and they end up with a big wad of cash to go and buy tickets to Australia. They also ask the patrons of the bar where the vet is because they are concerned about Mr. McGinty's cow and they need to go talk to the vet to figure out a way to take care of the little calf. So... They go to the vet's house, and at the vet's house, he has a daughter named Dorothy. They explain the entire cow situation to both Dorothy and the vet, and they offer their dad's help. And the vet is a douchebag, and he's like, well, yeah, I'll help if you can get your dad back from Australia. Ha 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 ha, that ain't gonna happen. Which is like super fucked up to tell these kids who were super hopeful about getting their dad back for the holidays. Like, go fuck yourself, bro. And even though he was a douche about it, he makes a deal with Angela. If you can get your dad back to help me out, I'll help the cow. 
Dorothy's dad also lets them know that you cannot take a train all the way to Australia because what are you going to do when you hit the water? And this fucking crushes them. And the mom ends up letting them know, like, yeah, we're sorry that he was such a jerk. This is really just because he's super tired. He's the only vet in town and he works pretty much nonstop, which is, like, understandable. Like, we've all been tired adults. We all are tired adults. But, like, don't be a douche to little kids. That's not a cool thing. That's not a good look. As Angela and Pat are leaving, Dorothy kind of stops them at the door and she explains, you know, all I really want is my dad to play with me. Like, I would love it if we could get your dad back so that my dad has more time to play with me. I am down. I will go help you get your dad back. Let's go figure it out. Dorothy comes up with another plan to get the dad back and they end up going to the docks to try and get on a boat. They are rejected by the manager of the boat dock over and over and over again because one, it's a dangerous ass place for little kids to be, and two, it is literally laughable that anyone would sell tickets to Australia via a giant boat to any child anywhere, no matter what year it is. Like, forget that it's 1915, no one's doing this. So they're running around this boatyard and trying to escape getting caught. And Angela almost makes it on the boat, but doesn't. And all the kids end up going home sad. They drop Dorothy off at her house and her dad is just like, well, did it work? Guess it didn't. Closes the door in their face. Like, bro, bro. And then Angela and Pat make it home and they're feeling super bad Angela runs into her mom's arms and she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We didn't end up getting your Christmas surprise. And I broke the picture of dad when we were out trying to take care of your surprise. I'm so sorry. And mom is like, it's cool. It's just a frame. I'm glad you guys are here. And everyone in the family is feeling super dejected because all the kids were really hoping that they could get their dad back for Christmas. And mom finishes up the story. She tells them that the pauper, he wished to be happy. So each kid starts wishing, starting with the oldest brother. And the oldest brother says, I wish, I wish, I wish. And we don't know what he wished for, but you can assume that he's wishing for his dad to be home. The younger brother, Pat, he wishes as well. And we don't hear his wish, but again, we can assume that it's to see their dad. The littlest brother just says, wish, 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 because he can barely talk. And we don't know what he's wishing for, but we can assume it's the same thing. And then Angela grabs the picture off of the table and hugs it really tight and says, I wish, I wish, I wish, and closes her eyes. And hears a voice from behind her, and it is her dad. And mom says, surprise, this is why I wanted you home. And all of the kids are freaking out. You know, this is all they wanted for Christmas. They explained that each one of them, when they said, I wish, I wish, I wish, they wished for their dad to be home. And mom and dad kind of share a little moment where they mentioned that the kids had no idea the dad was going to come home. He had sent a letter and mom had kept it a secret. It was just this beautiful plan. The kids were trying to bring him home for mom's sake, but mom and dad had already plotted this whole idea. So as soon as, you know, the pleasantries are over, Angela's like, oh crap, you're here. Like, we gotta go. 
come with me. And she grabs her dad's hand and like rushes him out the door. And all the family grabs their coats and they rush out the door behind her. And dad is just like, what is happening? Mom's like, I don't even know. Just go with it because these kids are wild. So they go to Dorothy's house and Angela's like, hey, I brought my dad and we made a deal. You have to go help Mr. McGinty's cow because check it out. My dad's here to help. And dad's kind of just like waving from the steps like, yeah, I'm here. I don't know what's going on, but yep. So Dorothy pops up right next to her dad holding her dad's vet bag and is like, dad, you promised you said you would help her dad's back. You have to help. And the dad's like, fuck, I'm tired, but you're right. I did make a deal. Let's go. And he puts a hat on Angela and he's like, I'm going to need an assistant. So hooray, Dorothy and her dad actually get to spend some time together. This is exactly what Dorothy wished for. After this happens, everyone goes back to their houses and we see everyone getting their Christmas presents. So Angela has been eager to sing this special song to her dad and she sings Keep a Place in Your Heart for Me to her dad and it's really sweet, of course. The dad ends up giving the boys a little stuffed kangaroo toy, which in 1915, like that's a hell of a toy. Dorothy gets new boots because she busted her boots at the boatyard and a new hat from dad because everything kind of got messed up because the boatyard is really dirty. And then Angela ends up going to the store like as they're walking home earlier from Dorothy's house, she goes into the store and she gets to spend all the money that she raised earlier from singing in the bar. And you think she's going to buy the doll that's in the window that she's been wanting for ages, but she doesn't. And we see her neighbor grab this package off of the porch and the package is labeled two socks which is the name that she has given the cow and Mr. McGinty is later seen with his little calf in these bright red giant cow socks and it is just freaking adorable and then the movie ends. So, like I said, this is a really short Netflix film. It's only 47 minutes. It's super cute, perfect for your family, and I think you'll really like it. The song, Keep a Place in Your Heart for Me, the version they sing in the bar, will make you cry. Like, it is such a sweet song, and when Angela's dad gets back and Angela gets to see him, like, they did a great job at communicating Angela's emotions about her father being back. Like, the look on her face is great. The animation in this is just okay. It's not anything super groundbreaking. But in that moment where she's like, holy shit, my dad's back, it is pretty great. So my favorite character is Angela, of course. She's like the only real main character in this film besides her brother, Pat. And he's just, he's okay. But he's kind of just like the second fiddle to Angela and all of her curiosity and attempts to make things better. My least favorite character, if you couldn't already tell from this entire synopsis that I just gave, is the vet, Dorothy's dad. That guy is a dick. Like, I understand that you are tired from being at work, but that's no need to, like, talk down to these little kids and to shit on their, like, attempts to get their father home from Australia and all these different things to make their family better. Like, bro, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) So my seven word synopsis is a very blanket one. Kids try to bring dad home. Surprise! Because mom knew exactly what the fuck she was doing and these kids had no idea and it was just super cute and super beautiful. So like I said, you should definitely check this film out if you have kids and you're looking for something 
short that will take up that short little hour between the end of dinner and bath time slash bedtime. This is the perfect thing. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what I should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode number nine of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. Bye!